This is a proud production of ITM Media. Better late than never, race fans coming to you live from the ITM Media Studio. Matt Beamer here with Rambling About Racing alongside Charlie Herkus from South Alabama. How's it going, Charlie? Going good, you know. Uh, some nice weather right now. Yeah, about time, Early right? In the mornings, it warms up a little bit, maybe a little bit too much still. But all in all, not too bad down here right now. Had a good round of golf with y'all Friday afternoon. Yeah, um, for those of you who didn't listen to last episode from us uh, a couple weeks ago, we mentioned that we were going to go down to Alabama to spend time with mom and dad down there. Got to see the opportunity and chance to see Charlie and play around the golf, which was hit or miss. Uh, Caroline scored the only birdie and thus beat us there. It, it was it was a lot of fun. It was good seeing you, buddy. Really good seeing you. And yeah, good seeing y'all as well. And it was it was just one of those great. Days of great days of just hanging out with you. Yeah, and, I agree. Had and, fun. And so it, it was uh, a lot of fun seeing you there, and and um, it, it was just uh, one of those things where uh, it, was, it was just great seeing everybody down there. I'm glad we made it back, and then back to reality. And then this week was kind of a fast week for us since we have off tomorrow at work because in the observance of Veterans Day. Which mentioning that, thank you to all those who have served or are currently serving here in the United States Armed Forces. Really do appreciate your service. And more importantly, when this comes out, it will be Nove- uh, November 10th, which is the Marine Corps birthday. So Semper Fidelis and happy birthday to all Marines past and present if you're listening out there and rambling about race and nation. Charlie just got done with training, hence the reason why we delayed this a week pl- uh, or a day plus. You know, I was kind of tired yesterday. It was a long day at work and... uh just one of those things where I was happy to not do the race, do anything like that whatsoever. Anything, I just wanted to relax. Yeah, I agree. It's one of them days. It was one of them days, and um, I'm very happy that it, it it's it's over with now. And now I'm ready for this weekend, so crack open a beer if the time is appropriate and the setting is appropriate, more importantly, with me and Charlie. And we're just going to go right into it. We're, uh, this is going to be kind of one of those unorthodox shows here. Yeah, we'll, we'll hit the races, but really there's one thing that I want to talk about, Charlie. It's on the forefront, and I've, if I feel like it needs to be on the forefront of all the NASCAR fans' minds as they go transition from this year into next year, and we'll explain more. And with that, we'll get into Hey Man. Folks, it's been a while since I did an update on our stores at Teespring and Bonfire, but guess what? They're still there. All your latest and greatest rambling about racing merchandise from t-shirts, hoodies, hats, pint glasses, so much more can be found at teespring.com and our Bonfire stores. Just follow the links in the the podcast description, or I guess we could say YouTube descriptions as well if you're watching us on YouTube. And head over there to our stores, and you can find all the latest and greatest rambling about racing gear, including our lineup from Bonfire, our anyone but lineup. Yes, our anyone but lineup. If you don't like, if you don't like a driver, buy the shirt that you say anyone but my personal favorite, Chase Elliott, and go ahead and wear that around the track. 
and you might have to buy a beer or two for people, but hey, it's all in good fun here. We're all race fans here. Head over to those stores. That's Teespring and Bonfire. Again, links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions. Go check them out. All right, before we continue on here with this episode, wanted to tell you, remind everyone out there about our partnership with Devo's Outdoor Lining, where you could get any type of lining for any type of situation that you would need, whether it's tailgating, camping, emergency roadside stuff. Devo's Outdoor Lining has you covered. Been a proud partner of the show for a year now, and I figured with all their help and generosity for the show, they deserve their own ad read, and so I'm going to give it to them right now. Head over to DevilsOutdoor.com, use discount code RAMBLING at checkout, and you will receive 10% off of your order. And that would not only help us out here at Rambling About Racing, but you get quality lights for any situation that you will need. Again, whether it's tailgating, outdoor, barbecue, camping, you name it, you Devils Outdoor Lining has you covered as far as illumination for your party or emergency roadside situation. Not hoping that you'll get into that. But Devil's Outdoor Lighting has you covered. Links for those can be also be found in the podcast description and YouTube description should you be watching us on YouTube. So head over to DevilsOutdoor.com. Use discount code RAMBLIN for 10% off your order. Hey, man. Hey, man. And hey, man, here at Rambling About Racing, presented by Devos Outdoor Lighting. Head over to DevosOutdoor.com. Use discount code Rambling for 10% off of your order. And that will really help out the show and in the long run. And it's a good Christmas and holiday gift. It's, it's a great gift. But uh, head over to Devos Outdoor. Links will be in the description below. But, Charlie, here's what's been on my mind lately. Ever since... The checkered flag fell at Phoenix. First of all, congratulations to Ben Rhodes in the Truck Series, Cole Custer in the Xfinity Series, and Ryan Blaney. If it strikes me right, it was a Ford sweep of the weekend. All the Fords won championships, and it was a uh, it was a interesting race. A lot of kickback on the on the truck side of the race. A lot of people didn't like that. The Xfinity race was seemed to be a good one. Needless to say, I didn't watch any of it because I was spending a lot of time with family and, and hanging out with Caroline, taking the time to spend time with Caroline one-on-one and of course, Charlie. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get to watch a whole lot of any of it uh, myself. Um, I got to see more of the truck race than anything, really. I'm okay with a Ford winning it, I guess, but it sure seemed like it was going to be Grant's year. I, I would grant until, until oh, the end fingers. Yes. Until the, uh, until the children got mad because one stole his other toy, I guess. So they had to wreck each other. Well, and, you know, unfortunately, that, that whole shop is closing up shop. And uh, we're hoping, I think Grant Infinger will land on his feet. He's a popular enough driver, good enough driver. proven that he can win. But we'll just have to wait and see on that. I, I haven't seen anything as far as news come out with that. Of course, I think what will happen yeah, was. I hadn't seen anything yet either. I've been. Been looking for it and waiting on it, but it just hadn't happened yet. But yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see. 
what happens with that. I, I can't wait to see. I think he'll land on his feet. I think he'll be just fine. There were a lot of seats open up there. He might even get bumped oh, yeah. up to an Xfinity ride. We never know. We don't know yet. But best of luck for that. But Ryan Blaney getting his first career championship this weekend. It was, a, uh, by all accounts, a pretty status quo race. And for the first time in, in a, quite a while... We saw the champion not win the race. Ross Chastain won the race for the Cup Series, and Ryan Blaney won the championship. I don't think the champion won it in any of the three. No, I, I think they. I think they did. Because Ben Rhodes didn't win. Oh yeah, that's right. Or Cole Custer did. He won the championship. Did and he, and he won won the, the race? Yeah, he won the race. Here we'll pull we'll up here just to make sure here on J Ski. And then, of course, on Sunday, uh, Chastain won with Blaney winning the championship. For some reason, I just don't think Cole won the race. He might have won the championship, but race results: Cole Custer P one. No, he started seventh, finished second in stage two, first in stage one, and won the race on a green white checkered. So, yeah, it, it was it was an interesting weekend. But I mean, here's my thing. And I feel like this, I, I didn't want to overshadow this weekend. And, and I feel like it is overshadowed, but it is with, you know, it's a championship weekend. But th- something big happened this weekend. As everybody in the sport knows, Kevin Harvick retired after 22 years in the Cup Series, taking the place of Dale Earnhardt in 2001 after his passing at Daytona, really changing the page, I guess you should say that after Earnhardt died, the next chapter of NASCAR came in, and I guess one would probably say that that chapter is now closed, Charlie. I agree. Um, now he's still staying um, in the racing scene. I read today where, what's, golly, uh, Josh Berry is going to run some late model races for Kevin Harvick. Motorsports or Kevin Harvick Racing or whatever it is, K- yep. Kevin Harvick Incorporated, I think it is. But uh, but he's going to run some late model races and stuff for him. So and, and, and that's actually about to happen in the next few weeks. I yeah, think. Yeah, I have a I have a feeling it's going to happen in Florence. I think the Carolina Four Hundred, South Carolina Four Hundred. Yeah, he's running like Florence, but there's another one he's running. I don't remember what it was. I think it's Hickory or something. But anyway, yeah. I think that's probably to get ready for him and, and his new crew chief coming up here in 2024. Yeah, because I, I think Rodney Childers Rodney, is going to call Rodney, those races yeah, for him as well. Yeah, so I think that's a good little test in, in those two. But going back to Harvick, man, he came into the sport when I started watching this sport. It, 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 and it was crazy because, like everybody else, I didn't know who this guy was. Kevin Harvick yeah. came in. And I barely knew who anyone outside of Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Gordon were in the sport. Had a bit of idea, but I didn't know any names in 2001. Didn't know anything like that. When Harvick came on the scene, he was new in the Cup Series and I was new in the NASCAR. So naturally, I'm going to follow him a bit closer than anybody else. And, and And here's his breakdown of his career achievements in NASCAR. 2014 Cup Series champion. 2020 regular season champion, which I was able to see him win the Southern 500 in a Bristol race that year. Thought he would win the championship. 2001-2006 Bush Series champion. 1998 Winston West Series champion. 2002 Rock champion. 2007 Daytona 500 winner. Three-time Brickyard 400 winner. Two-time Coca-Cola 600 winner. 2007 All-Star 
Challenge winner, three-time Sprint Unlimited winner, two-time Southern 500 winner, 2018 Monster Energy All-Star Race winner, all-time wins at Phoenix with nine, other awards, 2001 Rookie of the Year, which was crazy because he bumped into that seat with Dale Earnhardt, winning, I believe, two races that year, the iconic Atlanta race, mm-hmm. and then the inaugural race at Chicagoland early, uh, later on in the year. 2000 Bush Series Rookie of the Year, 2001 Bush Series Most Popular Driver, 95 Featherlight Southwest Series Rookie of the Year, 2015 SB Dr- Awards for Best Driver, and named one of NASCAR's 75 greatest drivers all of all time. He was inducted into the West Coast Stock Car Hall of Fame in 2023, and I have a feeling here in the next few years he will be inducted into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah, I'm not saying... I mean, 60 wins in the Cup Series, 47 in the Xfinity Series, 14 in the Truck Series. Now, those are Hall of Fame numbers, and and I'm going to let you finish your thought, and then I'm going to tell you mine. Yeah, I mean, not saying he doesn't deserve it as far as being in the Hall of Fame. And this is a whole different topic, but the NASCAR Hall of Fame has become a joke to, to me. It just seems like they're they're digging deep to find people. It, it, they're, they're putting too many in every year. This ain't like the MLB and NFL where you got like 16, 17 different teams with 100 people on each team. You know, it's it's – it's a big sport. Don't get me wrong. It's it's more compact than your, your NFL and MLB and all that. And I just feel like they're putting way too many in every year. And then they're just having to they're having to dig deep and find whatever reasons to put people in. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I think the Hall of Fame could use a little bit of revamping. I didn't like the way I don't like the way a lot of drivers aren't in. I feel like deserve to be in, especially in the pioneer side. But uh, that's a that's a topic for another day. I hear you. I complained when, as a matter of fact, when Junior got inducted into the Hall of Fame, I didn't feel like that was his time, and other people could have been in there first. Although Earnhardt Junior is a great ambassador for the sport, he I, to me it was too soon. But I mean, I feel like it, not everything that guy says is gold. You, you know what I mean? He has great opinions on the sport. He's in the sport. He's in the heart of it. He's a team owner in the Xfinity Series and everything. And what do I know? I'm just a guy sitting in his garage in Somerville, South Carolina, with Charlie Herkus a couple states away talking racing. What do I know? But yeah, anyway, no, and I see where you're coming from on him as well. Really, really, I want to I want to talk about Harvick and and his his career in NASCAR. Because I mean to me that's a storied career. He he's one of those guys and here's my whole point that I wanted to talk to you about. This is a end of an era. I have pulled up here the NASCAR race res- race from North Carolina Speedway, February 2003, the s- 2003 Subway 400. Kevin Harvick raced in that race, but you look at you look at this lineup. It was drivers like Dave Blaney. I mean, his son Ryan obviously just won NASCAR championship. Johnny Benson Jr., Rusty Wallace, Dale Jarrett, Dale Jr., Greg Biffle, Joe Nemechek, Ward Burden, Robbie Gordon, I could go on and on. Terry Labonte, John Andretti, Tony Stewart. Steve Park. Jack Sperry, Steve Park's on there. All these guys. He was the last driver to race in the Winston Cup Series before. That's still currently running. That was, that was currently running until this past weekend at Phoenix. It was, it, it's an end of an era. 
I have it been, is. I have you been, also have to realize how old we're getting. <laughs> so no, I get that. I, I get that one hundred percent. It's 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 just crazy to me how fans that are coming into sports now, you know, only know the the Chase Elliotts and the Ryan Blaney's. They don't know Kurt yeah, Busch anymore the, because the young newcomers or whatever. Right. I remember when Harvick was a newcomer and who else was a newcomer? Comer there, Casey Mears. Yeah. And who else? I mean, hey, Matt Kenseth hasn't been Matt, around. Matt Kenseth very hasn't long. been around very long. Casey Kane. So these guys who were just coming up here, who are no longer with us for one reason or another, I should say in the sport for a better choice of words there, who are no longer involved in the sport are are gone. I re- I watch old races now, and I would used to I used to say you know drivers who were still racing, and like five years ago, it depends on what year it is. Of course, two thousand five might have a little more with Kyle Busch, but it was is as the years go on, it gets smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, Kyle Busch is the only one in, in the Nextel era, Sprint Cup Nextel era. That's racing, I believe. Maybe one of ones or ones and twos here and there. But for the most part, this is an ending of an era for my own personal NASCAR history. Because when, when Kevin Harvick, Har, Harvick's done. I mean, he's going to be around in the booth for half the season until Sonoma and NBC picks back up. He's going to be with Fox. But that's it. That's it. Every It's almost like going back in the 90s and the 80s now and going, none of these people you know, race anymore. And when you look at it, like in the 2000s, at least you had like Bill Elliott still in there, Rusty Wallace, yeah. and, and Dale Jarrett, people like that. But now it's like gone. I, I mean, yeah, you're, the, you're right. The, it's a, I mean, turning of a page for sure. And it, I think that's really what we need to take away from this weekend as a, as a whole fan base in NASCAR is, is that this, this is over with. You know, now now we have to, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing that we're living with now the Chase Elliott's and the Ryan Blaney's, Eric Jones's, and, and Denny Hamlin, but Denny Hamlin's time is, is coming up sooner rather than later. But but these guys are, are going away, man. And, and, and to me, this, this kind of ends one of the chapters of the driver I followed literally from the start of my fandom in the NASCAR till now. Right. And, and to me, that's just blows my mind and here in the next 20 years when chase elliott decides to retire and ryan blaney decides to retire one hopefully we're doing better than we are now in rambling about race and our podcast is still relevant and we're all here and healthy by then our daughters will be in college or maybe be on with you and the chase elliott's will retire now that mine's wanting to start racing maybe maybe Stewart will pick her up to replace his wife in drag racing since that's where Emma's heart is at right now. Yeah, maybe. Which but she did say, well, it's just easier. And I was like, you know what, baby? It is easier. You're right, baby. I'm not saying drag racing is easier. I'm just saying that to picket people. Well, we don't really cover drag racing here, unfortunately. I need to go to a race to really get into it, I feel. But anyway. You know, I've never been to a. No, I've never been um, to an HRA. NHRA. I've never been to a uh, race. I, I like but to go, but. You, you, you can have just as much fun going to the races like we've been doing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just crazy. I thought about that. It didn't really hit me until after the race. I thought, wow, Harvick's done. Mm-hmm. I'm glad I got to see him win two times now. 
you think he'll have some one-offs? Not in the Cup Series, but in the Xfinity Series, maybe in the in the Truck Series. I see it in the Xfinity Series for I, sure. I could see him doing something um, like Dale Earnhardt Jr. does and, and racing every right. now and again. Well, even Junior's done called out some people are like, "Hey, more more of y'all should do this." Like, it's not saying that hey, we can we can get out here and still compete or whatever, but just to this guy's going to get in there and try and tangle it up with all these young up and comers, you know. I'm I'm sure it's just a way to scratch the itch more it so is, than, more it, so it than is. anything. It's kind of like pilots who who say hey, I'd like to get in an airplane and just fly a few formations around the airfield just to scratch the itch. It's kind of like a firefighter, and I like myself. will take myself. I'm no longer on the line in the fire service, but I would still like to get in my turnout gear when they're doing live burns, drag hose, go do searches, feel the I heat. drag hose. Thanks. Feel the heat and, and, and all this stuff, and then go. Okay, I, I satisfied my itch. You know, I, I, you could say that about any profession. That, yeah, yeah, you you're, know, you're exactly right. And but and I I do feel like he he can still do it. He can still hang with the young guns there. Maybe teach him a thing or two in the Xfinity series. Never at the Cup series anymore. We won't see him in the Cup car. But I'm glad I got to see him win twice. I'm sure there were people out there who got to see him win several more times than I did. You know, it's kind of I kind of relate that. I wasn't a fan of Harvick. I liked his beer, but I liked Harvick. I've always liked Harvick. I never. I think I wore some Bush beer stuff a few years ago at Talladega and at Barnesville and stuff. And you know, I just never really like oh devoted just to one driver. I never really devoted my NASCAR fandom to just one driver. I feel like it's a kind of a waste. Shoot, I'm still a Jimmy Spencer fan every now and then with the old Coors Light. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad I got to see drivers like that win. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. win. I know I'm not a fan of Dale Earnhardt Jr., but I'm glad I got to see him win. Jeff Gordon, got, glad I got to see him win. Mark Martin, an all-star race. I'm glad I got to see these drivers win because that's I got a part. I see Michael Walter win one year. See, I never, I, I was a big fan of Michael Walter, but I think that was Talladega 2003, right? Yes, because Junior finished second. His only after uh, that was after having an issue on pit road there, and there in the end, you saw the Elliott Sadler flip. That's what I liked about those cars. Not saying you know there there has to be change over time. Don't get me wrong. I seen Harvick at Dega, or not in person, but like on TV or whatever. That car was demolished, and they were able to tape it up, and it could still be competitive. Because I, I can't remember if he won that race or if he, he either won it or finished second. I, I can't remember. But that thing, like the only thing holding it, if, if a certain piece of tape fell off, that old front end would have fell off. And you just, you can't do that now. Well, that brings me to this, Charlie. And I got a question for you. And, and we could talk about Harvick for 45 minutes to an hour. And I feel like we just kind of get around being the dead horse here. I mean, he's going to be missed. If we still had driver of the week, he'd definitely be driver of the week. He he is the honorary driver of the week because he had it was it was good. It was a good career. Wow. Very very little controversy when it came to Harvick. He had his run-ins with drivers like Greg Biffle, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon. Jeff Gordon. You know he had these run-ins with drivers. Uh, not, uh, one of these things that I, I remember, and I'm sure a lot of people out there do. One of the reasons why I started kind of pulling against Harvick there was. And Texas in 2015, 2014, when, when Gordon fought Kozlowski and Harvick, oh, and he, he and shoved, Harvick shoved Kozlowski. I thought that was kind of a cheap move. You don't do that. But uh, 
that's sometimes what Harvick's MO was, cheap shots. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you on that one. It was what it was, but it, it was, it was, you know, other than that, I mean, that's a, you know, he was a bit of a hothead, and his wife, Delena, kind of, I think, calmed him down, especially with the birth of his two children. Well, that's why she wears the fire suit. Oh, I remember that. Who said that? Oh, Joey Logano. Logano. Said, Logano said that. <laughs> I, he, it's going to be fun to see him in the booth, though. But um, that brings me up to my next point, Charlie. I, and um, th- this show wasn't really scripted. We don't really have any show notes. I'm just going off of thoughts here from the 2023 season. We'll, we'll get probably more into the coverage of the 2023 season, then 2023 season in the next couple of weeks, maybe with blind spotting. I don't know. I have to get with those guys. But first... uh. I want to run this by you. I saw this thing on Twitter, and Twitter always, I think, says this after every playoff championship weekend, asking about the playoffs versus the traditional yearly points. And I commented on there saying the yearly championship, the year-long championship that we were used to seeing up until 2003 when Matt Kenseth dominated that championship, only winning one race, but dominated that championship with consistency and good finishes all race, all, all year long and just did what he needed to do to win that championship. Wasn't, didn't win most of the races by far, but he finished enough in the top five where he could, where he earned that championship. And it was really fun to watch. Although, you know, of course, if you were, not a fan of that. You're, you're not going to like that. But it was asking about that versus the playoffs. And I said it, it was the year-long championship promotes consistency where the teams could take the car behind the wall if there was a big wreck at Daytona or wherever you were at and run laps in order to, for the possibility to gain one or two spots on the track, which was a lot of points earned at that point. Versus what I feel like what we saw this year with Ryan Blaney not having a good season whatsoever, if you ask but, me. But he, peaking at the right time. But peaking at the right time to the point where he won the championship. And I, I feel like NASCAR. Well, the same could be said against that with Truex, though. Wins the regular season and just has a horrible playoff. No, oh, yeah. Absolutely. And, and that's just the thing. It could, you could, you, you're absolutely right. You could look okay. at it. At look it, at cir- it circles back to the consistency side of stuff. No matter what format there is, you, you, you've got to have consistency. You could start out just like William Byron. William Byron come out freaking guns a-blazing the beginning of this season and died off. Well, he peaked, he, you know, he built it back up at just the right time in order to make it to the Final Four because there for a little bit, I was like, yeah, he, he ain't going to make it. Right. Uh, no, yeah. One hundred percent. I mean, I thought Hamlin ran consistent enough all year, but he just couldn't do it. That little thing in Homestead messed him up. But I'm just going to pull two drivers here. I got Ryan Blaney up here, and this is the NASCAR official website, who won the championship, and deservingly so. He won the championship. There's nothing we could do about that. Versus a driver who I thought would win the championship this year, and that was William Byron. I really thought William Byron was going to go out of there in, in Phoenix and win the championship yeah. in the iconic 24 car for Hendrick Motorsports. Six wins to Blaney's credit, or not Blaney, but Byron's credit. 
21 mm-hmm. six wins to Brian Blaney's three. 21 top tens for William Byron to 18 for Blaney. Top fives, eight for Blaney, 15 for Byron. Both had three DNFs. Byron's average start and average finish was only point less than point zero one. It was an average finish of 10.9. One, we could say 11th all year. Good yeah. year. Good year for Brian, for William Byron. Absolutely. Whereas Brian Blaney's average finish was 14th. That also brings it right back to what helped Blaney was everybody else's faults to come playoff time. True. But then one, one, one could look at it like this. The fi- he locked himself into the playoffs with a win at the Charlotte Motor Speedway, the Coca-Cola 600. Mm-hmm. Finished sixth at the Worldwide Technology Raceway. Had an abysmal summer. 31st at Sonoma, 36th at Nashville, 33rd at the Chicago Street Court, a top 10 at Atlanta. Okay. 22nd at New Hampshire, 30th at Pocono, 14th at Richmond, another top 10 in Michigan. Okay. Another top 10 a couple weeks later at Watkins Glen, 36th at Daytona, but he was already locked in at that point. But then the playoffs, his lowest finish in the playoffs was 28th at Texas, 22nd at Bristol. Other than that, it was top 15s. The rest of the time, ninth at Darlington, a win at Talladega, which secured him into the next round. Twelfth, sixth, and second at Charlotte Road Court or the Roval, Las Vegas, and Homestead, and uh, he won Martinsville. And then he fin- yeah. and then he finished second at Phoenix, beating Larson, Byron, and Bell. Bell, who had an, a rotor explode, no fault of his own, just bad luck, and DNF'd. I look at that, Charlie, and go, "Is that wrong?" We all don't like the Max Verstappen in Formula One dominating the the season. We know what's going to happen. Blaney's mm-hmm. going or Verstappen's going to get enough wins over the course of the first what three quarters of the season and secure the championship with six races to go, six seven races to go. Then what's the point? If that happens in NASCAR, people will turn it off. Football is Absolutely. on. Absolutely. You know, I'm much. I'm, why watch NASCAR? The only reason I'm watching Formula One this weekend because it's a new track at the Las Vegas Grand Prix. That's the only reason I'm watching it. I don't care about Formula One anymore. Not this year, at least. I will when they do lights out next year in 2024, but I have no desire to sit here and waste my breath talking to everybody about Formula One. I'm sure here in the next couple of weeks, we'll be breaking down stuff with blind spotting and, and filling time before a Christmas episode, and, and, and that will be it and for season five and of rambling about racing. But to sit here and go... Is it fair for a driver who had an abysmal year, whereas a driver like William Byron, who had, he didn't have a stellar season. Well, he had a stellar season. This was his breakout season. Three DNFs, but very consistent all the way through. And I don't care about the All-Star race, but very consistent all the way up until the final race where he finished fourth and lost the championship. Him and Larson, to be fair, like I said. Yeah. But, I mean, like, I just feel like that is such a, man, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. Because here's what I feel, I feel like has happened. Back in 2003, we let Pandora out of its box. Pandora being, we opened Pandora's box as far as the playoffs and the stuff like this. And, oh, let's change up the aero package. Or let's change, let's save the team's money. And I feel like this is all tied into money to where you can't put everything back into the box now. You can't go to a higher horsepower engine because of whatever. Because it's not cheaper to run a higher horsepower engine. I'm sure it costs just as much to run with those lower horsepower engines 
and stuff like that. And I'm going on a rant here, but you know, I mean, what are your thoughts, man? About, I mean, would you, if, if given the choice, if you were president of NASCAR, they said you're going to control the 2024 season. Would you keep the playoffs or make it a regular point point season? We started Daytona and we end the Phoenix and you better do whatever you can in these 36 races in order to accrue as many points as you can to win it. What would so, you do? I'm, I'm going to take both. And by both, I mean, just because you win doesn't mean you're in. I, I don't like that. I think it should be kind of like the old point system where there was no playoffs. However, I'm looking at the stuff here. Cup Series points that were awarded from 75 – 1975 to 2010, all right? And it changed a little bit over the years. But all in all, uh, if you won, you got 185 points. And then it from second, it went to 170 and so on. It steadily dropped. Driver who led a green flag lap, five points or bonus points. And then if you led, if you led the most green flag laps, it's another five bonus points. And I think you could do your five bonus points, not necessarily leading a green flag lap. I, you know, I, I think that's a little much there, but say you led the most green flag laps and then awarding points for winning a race. Sure. I like that, but I think it should be, if you win the race, yeah, you got your, you know, your, your, your extra five points, but first place has 40 second place, 39 third place, 38. You see where I'm going with that. And I think you take your top 16 or whatever at the end of that and start your playoffs, you still have a complete different list of drivers than what you have now uh, based off of this year. So it, it, it wouldn't be the whole win and you're in. You can win Daytona 500 and suck the rest of the year and yeah, still make the playoffs. Exactly. I, I don't like that. Exactly. We saw, yeah. that, we saw that with McDowell a couple of years ago. Correct. And, and nothing against McDowell. No, because he, it, he's earned, not. Because he, he earned his way into this season by winning the Indianapolis Road Course. Earned his way see, in. Like this, this year, 2017 to current, you win, it's 40 points. Second, 35. Third, 34. And it, so on to 40th. But from 36 to 40th is all one point. I think 39th should get two points. 38th should get three points. Right, I, I agree with that. And, and second shouldn't drop five. It should be first place gets 40, second gets 39. That builds that mindset of, man, yeah, we had a good week last week. We won, but we could go out and finish 20th this coming week, and it's going to severely hurt us. Right. Like we we can't yeah we won great but we got to move on to the next race and what do we need to do to win that one right so and, and I I see what they did with the playoffs where it it, it has it, it it's brought a lot of man well if this if he don't do this or you know we've seen races where they've tied in points but this guy won more races or whatever so he got it over from fourth to fifth or whatever and. I, I like the playoff format, but there's just been too much emphasis put on when and you're in. No, win and you get your bonus points, but you could turn around next week and suck. So right, and, and cancel out whatever points you just that you just got. So 
I, I, I would I would do both if that makes sense. I, I would keep the playoff, but the way you make the playoffs is, hey, that cutoff race, if you're not in the top 16, you're done. Who cares if you won five races? You could have, you know, you could have stunk it up for another 10 and be sitting 17th in points. I'm sorry. It should have been a little more consistent. Right, and and I'm with you there, 100% with you there, because it's one of those things where I feel like, and I think I saw this on another tweet or whatever, NASCAR is trying to chase this Game 7 moment. NASCAR doesn't want to fall. They are. NASCAR doesn't want to fall into the same pit as Formula 1, and all of a sudden a, a driver wins the championship with three races to go and nobody watches the, the, the last three races, which I can understand. And yeah. not every season is going to be down to the wire. It's going to come down to the final lap. Who's going to win it? Not every season is going to be like that. But now NASCAR is in a position where they are like that, and it's not over till it's over. And I think that causes what you saw at Barnesville and during the Xfinity race. That causes what you saw in the truck race at New at uh, Phoenix. You see these drivers going for it and going crazy because, oh, if I don't win here – I might not get another shot. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. that's just one of those things where it, it will cause that issue. But I feel like, and, and I'm with you, when whenever the driver wins the Daytona 500, regardless of who it is, and the first thing they say is, oh my goodness, we just won the Daytona 500. I can't believe it. The first thing they say is, we're in the playoffs. We're in the playoffs, and I have nothing to worry about these next X amount of 20 weeks, races 20, or whatever. 25 weeks. I yep. have nothing to worry I, about. Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. Like, hey, kudos. You won the 500. Uh, it, it, which is an under. It's time, it's time to move on to the next race. Exactly. It should be time to back it up where you're Hold at. Hold up. Wait a minute. Exactly. Go and show us that wasn't a fluke at Atlanta or New Hampshire or the Roval. Wherever it is, show us that that Daytona 500 wasn't just a fluke and not by just winning. Yeah, because I, you know, I say this about Ryan Blaney. He won it this year. Did he have the best season? No. But when you look at last year, I believe it was last year. You know, he didn't make the Final Four. But if you went by just points and not the playoffs, he had by far the best season. Exactly. So and, and I, I he, like both, but I it can be laid out a whole lot better by all means. It definitely can. It definitely can, and it's just scary to me that it has come down to that. You, you know, yep. Because I, I at that point, I think you'll see you'll see more of the I guess middle class teams, or you know, and, and so on. They'll put a lot more emphasis on hey, we don't have to go out and win. But we do, by all means, have to finish every race, and we need to finish no worse than 15th every race. Just to so, have a shot. I, yeah, by all means. And instead of, all right, well, you know, road course and restricted plate tracks are coming up. These are our best shots to win. No, it, it, it shouldn't be like that. It, it should be, what's his name? Gosh, dog it. <laughs> Michael McDowell's teammate. Oh, my goodness. Now I can't even think of it. Exactly. <laughs> or or Ryan Priest, for instance. Let's just go with Ryan Priest. I can't think of another. Uh, was it Todd something? Gillen? Yeah, yeah, Gillen. There we go. Oh, okay. 
Well, him or Ryan Priest, we'll use both of them since we finally found another one's name, but they could go out there and not, don't get me wrong, you know, Stuart Haas is a top-tier team or whatnot. They they didn't really show it this year, but they've been there in the past. They could both go out and be like, you know what? Hey, nobody expects us to, you know, just go out there and win races week in and week out like a, you know, like a Larson or a Penske or the Penske organization or whatever. So, but we do need to go out there and be consistent. And, and I think that consistency is going to get way more eyes turned to you than you go out there, man, we won a race. Oh, no, we finished outside the top 20 the next three races. So, uh, right. And, and, and back it to can the, be, it can be back to the it, win, winning. Yeah, it can end. be fixed. Yeah. I think, I think this playoff bracket, though it did, produces drama. As it was designed to produce drama, produces the wrong type of drama. Kyle Larson won the Southern 500 this year. Had nothing to worry about till Texas. Texas came around. Tyler Reddick won that. Mm-hmm. Had nothing to worry about. I believe Tyler Reddick won Texas. Let me let me make sure here. I, I think you're right. I- no, William Byron won Texas. I, I apologize. William Byron won Texas. Had nothing to worry about through Talladega and Charlotte. And Ryan Blaney won Talladega, so when Charlotte came down to it, didn't have to worry about it. Las Vegas came around, and I think, and Kyle Larson won that race. Kyle Larson won that race. So he was already locked into the top five, or top four for Phoenix before every the rest of the field was set at, mm-hmm. at Vegas. When he came down to Homestead, Christopher Bell won that, locking himself in. Correct. And then Blaney locked himself in with a win at Martinsville, and then Byron pointed his way in. If 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 we're gonna get rid of the winning your in, you could keep the the brackets. I don't care Correct. if you keep the, the round of 16, <laughs> yeah. 12, 8, 4, and however it's broken down in the expanding trucks. But hey, congratulations, you won the race. Back it up at don't Kansas. Suck next week. Back it up at Kansas. Back it up at Bristol. And then yep. back and then do it at the same at Texas, Talladega, Charlotte. And and, and see so you could still have multiple people getting bonus points. Right. You know. Somebody could lead the most laps, get those bonus points, but then somebody win the race and get those bonus points. Not necessarily win the race and, well, we don't have to worry about nothing for another 16 races. And that's the biggest turnoff right there. It, it is. It, it is. And, and Now, if we, had, if we had everybody in the field pretty much competing for a win a week in and week out, it'd be different, but we don't. You're going to see the same 10, 12 people win at least one race every year, and then the rest are going to be, oh, he won at the restrictor plate or he won at the road course. Road course so, yeah, yeah I'm, I wish. I think me and you both are on the same page so, on that one. So, I mean, like, let's just hit, put it like this. Stenhouse this year won the Daytona 500. Good for mm-hmm. him. Was in the what playoffs. What did he do since then? He didn't do a thing. Thing in the playoffs. Didn't even make it past the first round. Yep. Although at that same point, neither did Harvick, but Harvick didn't win a race this year. Keselowski right. was knocking on the door a lot. Didn't win a race. So Busher, however, ran all the way until the round of eight and was deservingly up there trying to battle for a spot in the final four because he's mm-hmm. won a number of races this year. But they have someone like Larson went in Vegas, Bell went in Homestead, and then Blaney went at Martinsville. All deserving of the five win. others racing for one spot, and exactly, I feel like the math is off there. 
And it creates that drama that NASCAR is looking for. And that some fans, yeah. I think, I, I dare say, some of the fans that weren't growing up around NASCAR when you and I were watching it or anybody else was watching it at that time, but are watching it in the chase era, especially in these playoff errors, going, I know nothing more. I, I, they can't compare it to anything because they have nothing to compare it to in NASCAR. The closest thing they'll have to compare it to is either IndyCar, which is a boring league, as a series, I, I don't it watch is. it because hey, I don't like the road courses. Not not trying to down it at all, but no, Indy is. But Indy cars are more fun to watch on the oval, on the ovals, on the high speed ovals like Pocono. Yeah, it's dangerous, but no one's because if well, that if that wasn't the case, then why would the Indy Five Hundred be their most popular race and biggest race of the year? Just prestigious. I mean, yeah, that and it is dangerous, but. That that's my point. Or 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 compare it to Formula One, where the point system screwed up. We've talked about it several times on this show. And with six seven races to go, a champion's already crowned. Mm-hmm. What's the point of watching the rest of the season? But Charlie, man, hey, we're gonna beat the dead horse here. Yeah, here we'll the, go. We'll go full circle and then start it over again. Exactly. Here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing our 2023 season review of NASCAR All Three Series. Our biggest upsets, our biggest surprises, biggest disappointments—you name it—we're going to create a list. And here in the next couple of weeks, do that. But Charlie, you ready to head in, head into our final thoughts? Absolutely, let's go. All right, let's head into our final thoughts. We're wrapping up this episode, and a fun episode it's been, but we have to tell you about one more partner here, and that is Fanatics, who has been a partner of Rambling About Racing since even when we were called in the Marvel's Weekly Racing Podcast. Find the latest and greatest NASCAR gear from T-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast from all your favorite drivers, as well as NASCAR merchandise. Like, I'm a big fan of the golf bag right now. Probably won't get it, but big fan of it. But if that's your thing... You can buy anything you want there, but it's only not just NASCAR stuff. I buy all my Alabama gear from there for the upcoming Crimson Tide season coming up. My Washington Capitals gear fan. Any sport you could think of, Fanatics has you covered. Follow the links in the podcast description and YouTube descriptions for our show in order to take you to the link that will give you all access to all Fanatics. All proceeds will help out help us out here at belly up sports as well as here at rambling about racing so for all your sports gear needs go check out fanatics and they got you covered white flag white flag white flag white flag White flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. All right. Starting to wrap down this season of rambling about racing. Our final thoughts here. Charlie, I, I, I think I speak for you. I don't know. I didn't see the final standings for the NASCAR playoffs, but I, I want to say we didn't win the championship. I think I, think I know who it's going to go to. But I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the official. I don't even know that I finished in the top two. Well, let's find out here together. Because I didn't get to watch the last race for the most part, and I should have put Larson in. I had Bell still in. Yeah, I guess who only got me one point. 
Well, that's okay, Charlie, because I didn't win either. I was in no position whatsoever to win it whatsoever to win it uh, again. I feel like my prowess as a NASCAR better. This is why I don't bet on sports. It's because I know I'm going to lose, but that's okay. We'll just go ahead and load up our fantasy standings here, which I should have done before I started this little track down here. Let's see here. Our the winner of this year's Ramblin', or I should say, in the Marbles 2.0, is Research DraftKings, DraftKings Research, Research lineup with six thousand eight hundred and three points. A year-long champion, perfect right there. Matt Camper finishes second. Chuck eighty-three, eighty-four, third. Defending champ. S Blades fourth, SMR Operations Preston is fifth, TSP TS Promo D Pro Mod I should say TS Pro Mod is sixth, the Sports Stove seventh, I'm eighth, Money Team Moon Racer or Money Team Moon Rovers ninth, Super Sumo thirty two tenth, Grocery Getter sixth is eleventh, Sassy K is twelfth, Smoking Woody thirteenth, and B None three is 14th congratulations to james three-time champion of in the marbles 2.0 and or rambling about racing i should say and a winner of the 200 dollars amazon gift card so james if you're out there listening head over to our twitter send us your information we will get you that out to you as soon as we can maybe with a few extra goodies I'm going to pack that box full. He deserves it. Three-time champion of this league. We started that a few years ago, and he's won it every year except the year you won it, Charlie. Yeah, and I ain't getting nothing. Host can't get money. I paid for your round of golf. <laughs> I paid for your round of golf. It's okay. But, Charlie, uh, man, uh, like I said, I've been doing a lot of thinking here. Uh, hoping to make a big, a lot of big changes here for next season of rambling about racing. Get you two back on. That was a lot of fun to do. Get a lot of stuff going here. Upgrade some equipment. I think we are on a good track here to rebound. This year was kind of a bust, I feel, as far as a podcast. A lot of changes happened, both good and bad. Learning from the good and moving with the or moving learning from the bad. Learning from the bad, moving with the good. Moving with the you. good. There you go. <laughs> of this season of Rambling Bad Racing. It's not over yet. We still have about another few episodes here. Let's see here. Let's do a quick count of the episodes. One, about three more episodes to go until we're officially wrapped up with season five of Rambling About Racing on to season six. It's too early to tell now who's a big championship contender. Or Honestly, I, I was going to bring that up earlier and I forgot all about it. Yeah, it, I think we could very well see our same Final Four in there next year. We really could, but um, congratulations, to Kevin Harvick, enjoy your retirement or kind of retirement until you go back to Daytona in February to call the race. It was uh, really cool seeing him race his old time in, in NASCAR over his 23 years, which is crazy to think about that it's been that long. But congratulations to Kevin. Hope nothing but the best for him. And it's crazy enough. His last win came in 2022 at Richmond, so didn't get any. Yeah, that's didn't, crazy. Didn't get to see him win this year, so uh, very cool to see that. Congratulations to Harvick and his family, and and Charlie. No, this week in NASCAR because I couldn't find anything. I'm pretty sure I could. Let me check real quick. Let me let me do my due diligence here. 
I'm sure I. I'm sure uh, we I could, could go all the way back. You know, we could say this week in NASCAR that I, like, I got one here. This year was Kevin Harvick's final race. You, we could have a Jeff Gordon's final race. We we do we gel Junior, but I got one right here from 1984. Dale Earnhardt edges Bill Elliott in the Atlanta Journal 500 Atlanta International Race Free. Rookie Terry Shinovo. Oh boy, Shinover. Don't hurt yourself. Yeah, I don't hurt myself here. Shinover, in his second career NASCAR Winston Cup Grand National race, is fatally injured in a single car crash on the 129th lap. Oh my goodness, that's horrible. Yeah, so, way to way to find a <laughs> this weekend NASCAR there, buddy. Yeah, oh, that was gosh. November 11th. Maybe you should have proofread that. Yeah, before maybe, you actually ugh. said it. Jeez. Okay. Well, that was your this week in NASCAR. Oh goodness gracious! Again. Congratulations to Harvick. That was embarrassing. I'm going to end the note the show on that one. Congratulations to Kevin Harvick. Congratulations uh, again. Happy birthday, Marines. Semper Fi. Happy Veterans Day to all the veterans out there, past and present, and and current military service member Charlie National Guard right there in Alabama. Thank you and appreciate everything that they do. Make sure to check into Blind Spotting next week, where. They'll be talking about, I think, maybe they're kind of what we'll be doing here in the next couple of weeks, doing a review of the season. And, of course, hopefully we'll have Preston on to talk about the Formula 1 season and stuff like that. But, Charlie, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here? No, nah, buddy, I, I don't have anything else. All right, bud. Well, thanks for joining us this week, Charlie. And with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. On your regular podcast platform, YouTube, I promise you, will be up sooner rather than later here, but most definitely in Season 6 starting in February. Thank you to our sponsor of the show, Devo's Outdoor Lining, Stand Up to Cancer, Fanatics, and Extreme Sim Racing for all they do for us here at Rambling About Racing, but before they also do for Belly Up Sports as well. Make sure to follow Rambling About Racing on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, subscribe to those for the latest and greatest world of auto racing. And be on the lookout for some maybe holiday giveaways coming up here in the next couple of weeks. For Charlie Herkus, Chuck8384, I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 both of those on Twitter. Stay safe. Happy Veterans Day. Happy birthday, Marines. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks.